Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in God's kingdom here on earth. This is the Global Watch International Prayer Room. It is 6 a.m. Jerusalem time on Thursday, the 25th of January, 2024. We welcome you today to the South Pacific Watch, and it's led today by Israel and the lovely Linda Sibian. And thank you, Israel. Let's pray a blessing on everything. We just bless you from the far ends of the earth and you really are at the far ends of the earth right down okay. south of Australia there we pray a blessing over you and Linda as you lead us in this Zoom call and in worship and in what is on your heart and what's on the Lord's heart for today we thank you we thank you for your fellowship in the spirit and we're confident that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over to you, Israel. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lynn. Shirley, it's a wonderful thing to have people like you guys who are tech savvy. I look like a millennial, but I have no idea with a lot of the tech stuff that is happening. So thank you so much. The Lord bless you guys as well. I just want to take this time to wish you all Happy New Year 2024 and welcome to Pacific Global Watch for um, this month and we're just going to go straight into worship and then uh, we'll see where the Lord takes us today. Father, we just want to honor you, O oh God. Without you, we are nothing. But we thank you that in you we are complete. In you we move and have our being. In you we know who we are. Thank you for this calling that is upon each and everyone's life who joined in, O oh God. For this call, we just want to thank you and honor you for the journey over the last year. And we just want to bless you and commit this year into your hands. We commit this time and this space into the hands of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lead us, anoint us, O oh God, and direct us, O oh Lord, today. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. The presence, your holy presence, living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Very word, your very word.
Thank you so much everyone and I just just want to give God the praise and the glory every time when we're in the Lord's presence you're like yes Lord this is where I belong <laughs> I just want to take this opportunity as we are focusing on the on the Pacific the South Pacific is currently a a cyclone developing again in the Coral Sea I would like just to ask Lynn if you can just Come back on board and share a little bit about that so we can pray into it as well today. Thank you, Lean. Thanks, Israel. I'm just looking on an app I have called Zoom Earth that shows cyclones all around the world, all sorts of weather events. And I don't know whether you can see it on my phone. We tried on the iPad and it wouldn't work. But oh, no, you probably can't see it there. At the moment, it's just off it's off townsville right now it's 100 kilometer per hour winds um it's heading straight for townsville and it's expected to be in townsville tonight um, according to this around 10 o'clock tonight so uh, we certainly need to pray heading straight for the heavily populated area of townsville and we know that in the past cyclones have caused a lot of flooding in that Townsville area. Would somebody like to pray? Would you like me to pray, Israel, or would you like to call it someone to pray for Townsville at the moment? And I think Israel's frozen up. Thanks, <clears throat> Excuse me. So I will pray, and then um, if somebody else, maybe another one or two might like to pray for that area. Father, I, I can remember when Cyclone um, Ada went through with Sundays, it was just after our, my husband and I were on our honeymoon, actually 54 years ago. And on the 10th of January, we were married and um, 
we went through, we went traveled around the wet Sundays and then we went up to Cairns and we were actually in Cairns. Uh, we lived in Mackay at the time. We were in Cairns when the cyclone went through the wet Sundays and we were out on a boat and it was just, the sea was like glass. And so anything north of the cyclone is usually fairly calm, but from the cyclone or just above it and down, it's quite windy and very wet. So Townsville is really going to cop it. And ever since Cyclone Tracy went through Darwin and caused such devastation, people thought, oh, we really need to pray for these cyclones. And since then, we haven't seen the utter damage that Tracy caused. So thank you, Father, that you have kept us safe from many of these cyclones over the years. And we thank you that we are able to pray and ask the the cyclone to be not as bad as it may well have been without the prayer going up and we ask for your hand of mercy upon that townsville region lord that that by the time the cyclone gets to the coast it will have deteriorated that the wind speeds will have dropped down that it will just bring what is needed by way of rain but not the devastation and the destruction that it could otherwise do. We thank you and we praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lynn. Am I back online now? Yes, you're there now. I don't know if anyone <laughs> else you. wanted to pray or whether you wanted to pray yourself. Uh, can I ask Cynthia Lothian if, or Brother Judah from Germany as well, if you can pray? Thank you. Thank you, Israel. Lord Jesus, there you were in the storm on the Sea of Galilee and you spoke up and you said, peace, be still. And uh, the storm was calmed. And Lord, you have given us this authority. And so we speak to this storm, this great cyclone, trying to come in on our nation. And we hold up our hands in the spirit and we say, peace, be still. No, you will not come and cause this dis damage in Townsville. You will not do it. So calm down and retreat in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Peace be still. Amen. Forgive me if I get the name wrong. Is it Judah or how do I pronounce that name? It's Utah. Yeah. Yes, would you like to pray i had exactly the same scripture i had uh, mark 4 39 he yeshua got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves quiet be still and father we thank you we stand against the storm and we speak in your authority aligning up with you we speak storm quiet be still in jesus mighty name amen Amen. Thank you, everyone, for praying. Thanks, Lynn, for sharing. So beginning of this year, just us, just after we celebrated New Year's, just a week after, or maybe, yeah, a couple of days after the New Year's, I've got a call from a, a friend, a sister from Papua New Guinea, and she went, hey, Israel, is when, when, when do our South Pacific house of prayer start and I told her it starts on the 1st of February and said oh I'd really appreciate it if we can pray for Papua New Guinea there's a there's something that's happening there right now so that has really impressed something in my heart as we begin this year being that PNG made the headlines this year that if we could take time to to pray for Papua New Guinea 
at the moment. So I'll share more as we go uh, through and just let you know what's happening and hopefully bring some insights. And as you're listening, I pray the Lord will put or impress the word that you can pray into Papua New Guinea this morning or this evening or afternoon here in the part of Australia. For starters, for those of you who are about Papua New Guinea, uh, just for us to, to look into it. And Lynn, please do let me know and speak up if I freeze up again, so that I know that I'll pause and allow the internet to come back on again before I can start talking again. So we're going to start and so we're praying for Papua New Guinea today. And for those of you who don't know, this is the, the Papua New Guinean flag. So Papua New Guinea is is a very rich and diverse country and it's based here in the southwestern part of the Pacific adjacent to Australia so just right at the top of the Australian continent you have the island of Papua New Guinea and some fun facts about Papua New Guinea 95% of the population of around 11 million people profess to be Christians in Papua New Guinea. Therefore, apart from Australia and New Zealand, in the Pacific region, it is pretty much the biggest Christian nation in the Pacific. And Papua New Guinea is, is a Melanesian country, but also one of the interesting thing about PNG is it is it has between 800 to 900 different languages in Papua New Guinea alone. Now that makes it probably second or third in, in the world, a country with the most languages. Um, um, I could be wrong if anyone in PNG here could, could correct me, but from the reading that I've got that um, it's a pretty, it's one of the top figures in the world. And Papua New Guinea has, and that's just languages. Some estimates put it that within Apart from the language, you have between a thousand to seven thousand different cultures just within Papua New Guinea. So that gives you an idea of how unique PNG is. And because of this, people can't really communicate. Therefore, they use the language Tokpisin. It's a form of broken English or Pidgin, Pidgin English language. And therefore, it's a similar story in PNG the Solomon Islands as well, and Vanuatu, and they use this language to communicate. So as you can see, Papua New Guinea, and that's just one of the cultures in PNG. Jason uh, of origin again. So the Pacific region, that's just not the South Pacific, but the entire Oceania region is separated into three different regions. You've got Micronesia right at the top there, and then you've got Polynesia towards the eastern end of the Pacific. And then you see that in the middle there is it is called Melanesia. And Melan so Papua New Guinea, as well as West Papua in Indonesia, all the way down to Bougainville and down to the Solomon Islands. And you can see Vanuatu there. You can also see Fiji. 
and you can also see New Caledonia. These are the countries that are considered uh, within the Melanesian block of the Pacific. And of course, Papua New Guinea is the biggest nation in the Pacific, in the Melanesian block of the Pacific region of 11 million people. I think second to that in the Melanesian block is Fiji. Roughly around mid on that is the Solomon Islands, which is roughly 700,000 people. And then you keep going down the ladder, you've got Vanuatu, which is roughly 300 or 400,000 people. So that gives you a bit of a background of where, uh, what the regions are of the Pacific. And of course, this is Papua New Guinea. Not the entire uh, New Guinea Island is Papua New Guinea. So it's halved, as you can see here. The other part is Papua New Guinea. The other side is West Papua. Culturally and ethnically, they are the same people, but modern day borders separate them. They speak a totally different language in West Papua, which is Bahasa Indonesia and then Tokpisin in Papua New Guinea. So just as you can see there, this is Bougainville, and if you can see the cursor, which is right at the edge of the Solomon Islands border, right there. And you can see here the tip of Cape York, which is far north Queensland. I also forgot to mention that the islands in between Papua New Guinea and Australia are considered Melanesians as well, and they are called the Torres Strait Islanders. So it's right here. So many of these people are allowed to move freely between the borders because of the you know, family ties that they have with each other in this area. But just some pictures to show you the diversity of PNG. One unique thing about PNG on the highlands, on the, the highest peaks of PNG, even though it's so close to the equator, they have snow up there sometimes, right at the tips of the tall mountains of PNG. But these are some examples of the villages up in, in the highlands of PNG, these special leaf thatch houses. Uh, and you can see these similar house structures throughout Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, and Fiji, Vanuatu, and all the way. But not only that, they have some beautiful, amazing beaches as well in Papua New Guinea. So I'm sharing this just to give you a bit of a background of Papua New Guinea. Being a developing country, there's a lot of challenges that comes with that, and with it, the desire to develop as a nation and yeah and within that the thought of png has come so far to the point of the leaders even dedicating the nation to the lord there's actually a public holiday in papua new guinea where they offer the nation to the lord uh, and i think the lord sees that and honors that and they want to build from that and even wanting to establish ties or they have established ties with Israel but they're wanting to build more on the ties that they have with with Israel as a nation if I can ask Lynn if you could play clip number one clip number one that I've brought up is where the perspective is from Papua New Guinea why you know one of the perspective as to why they want to establish and strengthen ties with Israel and even you know wanting to establish a, a embassy, an embassy in Jerusalem. Thank you, Lynn, for bringing up uh, clip number one. I'll need you to close your screen down. Or oh, actually, when I share mine, it will close yours down. Yeah, thank you. 
So we're going to share the screen here. The relationship between Papua New Guinea and the State of Israel has grown steadily since the establishment of formal diplomatic relations in May 1978. PM Marape's visit will see an establishment of an embassy in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. Prime Minister Marape aims to leverage the occasion to secure Israeli support for large-scale agriculture initiatives, hydro and solar energy projects, information communication technology, fisheries, higher education and security cooperation. Prime Minister Marape will address an exclusive business roundtable attended by Israeli investors and entrepreneurs. The focus will be on elucidating PNG's economic landscape and the government's strategy to capitalize on downstream processes and add value to the nation's renewable and non-renewable resources. Accompanying Prime Minister Marape on this significant journey is his spouse, Rachel, as well as selected senior ministers responsible for trade and investment, energy and agriculture. Sharon Engnui, National MTV News. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lynn. So that's, that was just before PNG opened the embassy in Jerusalem. And that gives you where PNG stands and why Israel is not is a very important partner. But we're gonna we're gonna play another clip, which is clip number two. And this is a few weeks after this this episode came out. And this was in September 2023. PNG finally went on with its plan and opened an embassy in Jerusalem. Thank you, Lynn. On the CS, Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister officially inaugurated the nation's embassy in Jerusalem. This historic move, which carries profound religious significance, underscores the deepening ties between the two nations and Papua New Guinea's growing geopolitical importance in the Pacific region. Now TV's William Sharon has the exciting news. Many nations choose not to open their embassies in Jerusalem, but we made the conscious choice this has been the universal capital of the nation and people of Israel. For us to call ourselves Christian, paying respect to God will not be complete without recognizing that Jerusalem is the universal capital of the people and nation of Israel. In a historic ceremony attended by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister James Marape, Papua New Guinea officially opened its embassy in Jerusalem on Tuesday. This significant move makes Papua New Guinea the fifth nation to establish an embassy in Israel's capital. Marape emphasized that over 95% of Papua New Guineans identify as Christians. This move holds a profound religious significance for the nation. This is where so much of our heritage emerged from. This is where our values were forged. This is where our prophets prophesied. This is where so many of the eternal values that we hold dear were created and disseminated to the people of Israel and from there to all humanity. During the ceremony, Marape also extended an invitation to Israel to open an embassy in Port Moresby, offering to provide the land for the mission. This newly established embassy is located within the Jerusalem Technology Park, joining other nations like Guatemala and Hurundus. Israel has maintained diplomatic relations with Papua New Guinea since 1978.
Papua New Guinea's alignment with Israel at the United Nations adds to its growing geopolitical importance, particularly in the context of competition between China and the United States for influence in the Pacific region. Thank you so much, Lynn. And I've been trying to locate Benjamin Netanyahu's entire speech, but I wasn't able to. But if you can, that's a speech that is is very powerful as he reflects on the, the establishment of the embassy in Jerusalem. But he, it's a very unique thing. You know, towards the end of the clip, you could hear the presenter saying, it's, it, Papua New Guinea is among only five countries in around roughly 200 countries from the world. You have only five countries, including the United States. The other country is not horrendous, but, but Honduras, that was mentioned in the clip, they also have their, their embassy in Jerusalem. Now here's why it's so significant, the move that Papua New Guinea has made in the eyes of Pacific Island countries, because in the Melanesian culture, and it's the culture that I'm part of, it's very important to follow the footstep of the elder brother. So Papua New Guinea in the Melanesian culture is an elder brother to Solomon Islands, Fiji, Vanuatu and New Caledonia. And then of course our brothers, our Micronesian brothers and our Polynesian brothers as well, because the conversation at the moment is Fiji will be the next country who's going to establish their embassy in Jerusalem. They haven't provided a date but there is, there, they did mention 2024 as a year that Fiji will establish um, its embassy in, in uh, Jerusalem as well. So it's very significant for the destiny of Papua New Guinea, and not only for Papua New Guinea, but for the rest of the Pacific. And they're all heading that direction. And with that, it's very significant to, to bring that up because you can imagine the intensity of the spiritual battle of the Pacific region, considering what is happening. And we all know the enemy is not rejoicing with this. Uh, therefore, it's throwing everything it has towards the nations of the Pacific. And therefore, you know, I, that's why it's very important for us to stand with the nation of Papua New Guinea as it leads in this space the enemy throws everything at it. And that's it brings us to the third clip of what just happened about 13 days ago in, in PNG. And it's something that causes us to look at the destiny of Papua New Guinea and say, Lord, in spite of this happening, we pray that PNG will still rise up and fulfill its purpose and be the leader in the Pacific um, with Australia and New Zealand in fulfilling God's plan for the South Pacific region. Thank you, Lynn, for the third clip. Much calmer here in Port Moresby than it was on Wednesday night, where we saw considerable violent rioting and looting that killed nine people here in Port Moresby. That violence spread across the country, the unrest spreading to other provinces as well. We saw that in PNG's second largest city of Ley, about seven people were killed there. Here in Port Moresby, though, it is much quieter. A state of emergency has been declared, though, by the Prime Minister and his Cabinet. As part of that, 1,000 defence personnel are on standby to assist if there are any breakouts in law and order. Certainly, we do know that things in PNG can often be quite unpredictable and volatile. But now, effectively, the city moves into a phase where it'll need to address these major supply issues that will be taking place. Of 
course, the shops that have survived that violent rioting and looting and then being burnt down will have to reopen. They've been directed to reopen by Papua New Guinean police. Now, whether or not they have access to enough supply and whether that supply will extend to the entire city of Port Moresby will remain an issue. We've heard from business leaders that they're having to call up suppliers further up the chain, uh, farmers and the like, to say that they simply can't take the produce because they don't have a store. And of course, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of jobs that have been lost for the moment, uh, of course, in that destruction and in that violence. Uh, so we will see that those supply issues will be something that will need to be addressed under the state of emergency. Prime Minister James Marape says, of course, that is a focus of the state of emergency, but it appears that the uh, person acting in the role directing the state of emergency hasn't quite received those terms of reference yet. So that'll be something that will follow over the course of the day. Now, this is also having some fairly deep political implications for Prime Minister James Marape. Since Wednesday night's violence, six coalition government MPs have resigned from his coalition government. Many of them are quite scathing in their assessment, effectively feeling that his silence, or saying that he was quite silent on Wednesday and into Thursday, and that they felt that wasn't in the best interests of the country. Of course, the opposition have called on Prime Minister James Marape to resign. In his press conference late last night, he was flanked by about 26 government MPs, certainly a show of strength. In his Prime Minister, uh, sorry, Prime Minister Marape in his press conference said that he wasn't going anywhere. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Uh, don't think James Marape is going anywhere. Yesterday, when this place was under almost house arrest, I wasn't running away. I wasn't showing any panic. I was here all every step of the way. And you're dealing with this man. You're not dealing with anyone. I'm not going to run away from this place. Prime Minister James Marape has said that heads will roll over this incident. Firstly, within police and their failure to control and really regain law and order in Port Moresby, but as well as others in government for the issue that led to the police protest that ultimately sparked all of this on Wednesday morning. So the secretaries for the Department of Finance, Treasury, as well as personnel management have all been suspended, as well as the Commissioner of Police too. Uh, so certainly we're expecting to see more political drama unfold in the coming days. Thank you, Lynn. And so the reason why there was a riot was because earlier this year, when the police officers and members of the Defence Force had a look at their payslip, they, they discovered that there was some extra deduction from their pay. And what was planned as a peaceful protest ended up being having, we ended up having riots and looting in Port Moresby. But that was almost a week and a half ago. And just Tuesday this week, I spoke with a brother in Port Moresby and he heads a group of young entrepreneurs from Papua New Guinea. And they come together and formed a, a body, a business, a business body in PNG and they are into the retail business as well. So he was just saying it breaks his heart to see what that has happened but he strongly believes this is happening because the Lord has a very unique plan for Papua New Guinea. The Lord is up to something in PNG. And he's saying that the young men, the young Christian entrepreneurs within his circles have been praying. They have never stopped praying. Actually, they are planning to do outreaches to the, into the communities and both preaching the gospel, 
but also wanting to convince people who are involved in the looting to bring stuff back. And so, so the Christians in PNG are really heartbroken um, because of what had happened. And so I'm just gonna provide you with some, just some recent updates after the riots from a week and a half ago. And then from here, we can go into our breakout rooms. So just, just some updates, recent updates. PNG currently is in a two week state of emergency. So they're still in a state of emergency at the moment. There's a reshuffle in the government because of the six MPs that have res resigned, six new MPs joined the executive and this is in the midst you know, of talks of a vote of no confidence uh, coming up so that needs prayer for over james marape as the prime minister after after the report came out from abc the final confirmed death toll is 22 people and this someone's son someone's uncle or someone's daughter so there's grief as well and loss of life and of course there are people who are the government is bringing people to to account for what that has happened. So senior police and public servants have been suspended so far. I think the biggest the biggest news is that the PNG treasurer has been replaced. So his name is Yan Ling Starkey. So he's been replaced. As we speak, there are major cleanups and rebuilding during the state of emergency but also in trying to rebuild confidence again in the public. The government is trying its best to strengthen the police and the defence force. And I, I hear and I read that Australia is, is playing a part again in helping um, Papua New Guinea in this regard, especially when it comes to poli uh, policing and the defence force. Just some, apart from what you feel the Lord is, is, is putting in your heart, there is some support for businesses so please pray for the businesses who have, who have suffered the government planned relief packages for businesses and these packages include a loan schemes a bit of a tax relief as well the government promises to offer startup capitals again and even express access to foreign exchange so that's just a bit of a update so far from the rioting in png but i think in my spirit i am i'm really praying and wanting to see the Lord's heart revealed and continuing to be revealed for the nation of Papua New Guinea and for the regions of the Pacific. And much of this time, 100% of this time, and I, I'm talking from personal experience when I was in the Solomon Islands and when there was a riot in November 2021, as is always the case in rioting and lootings in the Pacific, the first nation we usually run to is Australia. And um, so it is the same case here as well. And we, you know, I just want to, I want us to pray for the Australian government as well and how it responds to this, you know, that the Lord will give them wisdom as to how to go forth. And we pray that, you know, together as a region, we rise up in achieving what the, the Lord has in store for our region. So. Thank you so much for listening. Unless if you have any question, then um, Lynn can put us into our breakout rooms. How long would you like to go for Israel? Perhaps 10 minutes? Yes. Yes, 10 minutes would, would do. Thank you.
if there were no questions. Oh, yes, I had this impression that when the embassy moves to Jerusalem and you invite the King of Glory to come in, which is in Psalm 24, verse 7 to 10, God is going to bring peace to PG, PNG and her, and her surroundings. The islands and the seas will experience the peace, the shalom of the Lord. Amen. Well, what's on my heart is what a blessing you and Linda are. <laughs> so we're just really grateful to you for running this South Pacific Watch. It means a lot to us. I know for you to do that. And also now you're going to be the new leaders of Kingsgate Haven, a prayer house on Kangaroo Island. So we see the Lord's blessing and anointing upon you both. So I just pray a quick prayer for you too. Is that all right? So Lord, we love this couple and we just want to pray a blessing over them, Lord, with every spiritual blessing from above, Father. We want to pray for them, for health, Lord, for strong armour on them, Lord, as they contend at times with the enemy because of all that they carry. But, Father, for wisdom and revelation, that you will give them such that they're able to hear your voice so strongly saying this is the way walking in it. And, Father, for all that they carry, for not just Solomon Islands but for South Pacific and such wonderful ambassadors, Father, before your throne for the South Pacific. So, Lord, thank you so much for them. And we pray for a continual measure, increase of the measure of the anointing upon their lives, Father, in all that you're calling them up to at this hour. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. We'll see you again next month. Over to you, Lynn. Thank you, Israel and Linda, and for your lovely worship and for uh, filling us in on what's happening in New Guinea. We need to go back to the news items and just see as it unfolds. Thank you, Jenny, for your prayer. So we are over the top of the hour. So with that, we will just, how about we all unmute, bless each other. And just letting you know, tomorrow is the Australian Watch, same time, same station. And we have a very special guest on tomorrow, I believe. Some, especially Adelaide people, won't be along because there is the conference in Adelaide with Heidi Baker, which I should imagine would be wonderful as well. See you when we see you. Bless you and shalom, everyone. Yes. Shalom. 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 Shalom.